Do you enjoy listening to Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the podcast? Have you picked up our book yet? Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book. That has over 100 cast and crew who have contributed to this book. And it's, I think people really love it. I mean, we also have community commentary where a lot of the community have participated in this. It's just a great book. We recommend you pick it up at bluerosemag.com. Diane, 11.30 a.m., February 24th, entering the town of Twin Peaks. Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kazoska, and beside me as always... Ben Durant. Ben, happy... Twin Peaks Peaks Day! Day. (laughs) Yes, it's February 24th. It's the day that Dale Cooper came into Twin Peaks and started a revolution. He came into Twin Peaks and stole our hearts. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, it's uh, we thought with a special day we would we should get some guests on and just talk oh. to them everything about Twin Peaks. Uh, not only is today an awesome day, this podcast is going to be an awesome podcast. Oh, I can yeah. feel it. I can feel it in my bones. Good people. We got some great people on the show today. We've got Scott Ryan, Joel Bacco, Lindsay Bowden, Brad Dukes, and John Thorne on the show. Excellent yeah. people. These are these are friends of the show, and so good that they could uh, take their time to, to talk with us. Yeah, so pour yourself a cup of coffee, get yourself a piece of cherry pie, and uh, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. All right, now we have Scott Ryan, host of the Red Room Podcast and author of Scott Luck's Stories on the phone. Hi, Scott. Hello, everyone. Happy Twin Peaks Day. Happy Twin Peaks Day. So, you know, I'd love to ask you, Scott. Like, why do you th- why do you love Twin Peaks? What is it about it that you've you know you've you've named your podcast? You've got a new documentary. What is it about Twin Peaks that you love so much? Well, I think when you boil it down, it's to Laura Palmer, <laughs> and I. You know, I've said this a couple of times, but I feel like some people go the Cooper route Hmm. and some people go the Laura route. I go the Laura Palmer route. Something. To me, she's a symbol of life even in death. You know, even her her death started so much for the rest of us. And um, I think it's that. It's it's Laura Palmer and her life spirit. And does it help that you kind of have a crush on the actress? (laughs) (laughs) God, I... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I love it. I think in, in, in your uh, your documentary intro, you talk about having a, the, the Fire Walk With Me poster, and it's still sealed up in plastic after all these years. Wow. Right. Well, you know, and I, I'll give you a little tidbit that I actually ended up cutting out of my documentary because um, some of the early people who watched it thought it took too long to get to the, the, mm-hmm. the documentary. It's called The Voyage to Twin Peaks, and it's about the 25th anniversary Twin Peaks Fest. But I told the story about how when I bought that poster, I was in a mall on vacation in um, New York somewhere. And, I mean, I saw Laura Palmer in a store. I got it. I'm carrying it around the food court. I set it down. We're, you know, eating our chicken nuggets. And this four-year-old little boy comes walking up looks at Laura Palmer and punches her in the face. No! What? Oh, no. With his Everyone greasy hands? Everyone at the table jumps up and puts me down. Like They're like, don't do it, Scott. He's just a little kid. Don't do it. I was 
I mean, I was flabbergasted, uh, and the kid just walked on. Wow. <laughs> First of all, I mean, it's, 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 it's an image of, of Laura Palmer there, so he shouldn't be hitting girls. Yeah. But, then, like, this, this, <laughs> but also this image, of, it's Twin Peaks. You shouldn't be touching this. Uh, Why this. would he punch it, too? Did he get it? Yeah. Yeah, so I have weird. no idea. It just, I mean, it was like my whole world was snapping because, you know, people can't realize it now, but back in 1992, the fact that you could find Twin Peaks stuff like, I was, I couldn't believe there was a poster for Firewalk with me. Mm. You know, I think I got it like a Spencer's Gifts or something. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I I think I got that same poster. I didn't take care of it as good as you did, but I remember in college having that poster and... Uh, I bet uh, you the kid, the reason the kid punched the poster is it probably split up his parents and he was mad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his dad liked it and his mom hated it and they fought all the time oh, no. and he had to hear it every night and he saw Laura Palmer he's like, you know what, no. that's it, I'm yeah. done. Uh, so... <laughs> So, I don't know why, yeah. but that kid is lucky to be alive yeah. because I truly wanted to kill him. I wish uh, we could find him and interview him. Why yeah. did you punch that poster? So, Scott, how is the documentary? That kid is in prison. Yeah. Oh. He's Leo. He's Leo. How is the documentary coming along? I mean, you're, you're talking about uh, showing it at uh, some uh, festivals this year, right? Yes, it's going to premiere at the Great Southerner. They are thinking about having me and Brad Duke maybe take some questions after, but they're not sure. They're kind of figuring out what's going to happen with that. Yeah, so, and you mentioned the Great Southern. I, 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 I don't think Brian realizes, but this is the one I'm talking about taking us going to and stuff. It's is it in uh, where, where is it? Is it Virginia or where? Virginia. Is it? It's in Virginia, in Virginia, and it's June. It's like June 18th, 19th, 20th, around whatever that weekend is. Yeah. So we can do uh, that. From the, yeah, come on. We could meet. I would yeah. like that. But and I, I, yeah. we're serious. I mean, we live on the East Coast. So, I mean, that's probably the closest yeah. festival for us. It's like a 10 hour drive or something. Ten, yeah. Or we'll take it by train or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. But that's awesome. I mean, yeah, we, we should talk more and maybe set something up because even rec- to record your, comp- your uh, panel or something would be kind of neat. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, definitely. So it's going to play there. Then at the Twin Peaks Fest, the one in Seattle, let's call it the, you know, I hate to say the real one because I yes. don't want to hurt the, anyone's the feelings. US version, you the know US what I mean? Fest, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, they are. Go- if anything, Josh Eisenstadt says he's going to screen it in his room. So <laughs> we're going <laughs> to awesome. at least have a showing there. Um, nice. And it might play in the town hall during the bus tour. I. I don't know. I, I, I've tried a bunch of times. We'll see how that works. Then in November 12th, it's going to screen at the UK Twin Peaks Fest. So I'm hitting all three fests this year. Nice. And do you wow. think you'll be attending the UK Fest? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to do all three. Awesome. And I think I'm going to write a book about going to three fests. Wow. I think, I think this is going to be my 2017 project. Right now I'm working on a book about 30-something I think that should be done, and then I might do the idea of loving Twin Peaks and then filming it and then getting to experience that. So, awesome. Wow. I'm always up to something. That's cool, yeah. <laughs> and talking about the, the, the U.S. Fest, you actually j- just got tickets, didn't you? Yeah, I got tickets to all of them, yes. So awesome. I'm, I, except the great Southerner, I don't think they've gone on sale yet. And has, has so. the U.K. has gone sa- They've gone on sale? The U.K. Fest has? Oh, no, that's right. It's March 5th 
we've just started planning it so it feels like we have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think the U.S. Fest was sold out within a day or it was like 10 hours. It was, oh, it my sold God. Out. 10 hours, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I really wanted to go and I started adding it up and it was like, it's going to be over $2,000. Yeah. I mean, like the, the plane ride and I got to save up for next year or something like that. But it was just like, I just couldn't swing it this year. But yeah, I, I'm jealous, I'm jealous, Scott, that you're going to, to all of these fests. The UK yeah. one. We want to go to the UK one. We do. I mean, the UK yeah. one. I, I mean, I love the US one for the scenery, but the UK, the the style and and the production yeah, value it's is so cool. impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. Well, the thing about the UK one is they pay the celebrities, so they actually get really good celebrities. And I'm I not downplaying that. the yeah. Seattle one. Wow. But they, the Seattle one gets great celebrities, mm. but they don't get the marquee celebrities yes. being. You know, matching a Mick or obviously Sheriff Lee. Mm. I'm going to three fests. I better meet her this year. But <laughs> yeah, the good right? thing about seeing my documentary is you get to see all the tours. Right. So, you know, it's like going through there anyway. So you've got that too. It's true. Cool. Cool. And was it Lee was both last year? She was supposed to read from her diary. But I mean, do you remember that? I think she was. I think, yeah. That, so I'm hoping. And she canceled. Yeah. And that's the other reason I'm going because if she canceled last year, that means this year she's definitely going to go. I think so. And I, I kind of hope she goes to the last one because that would help my book. Yeah. You know, with each one, me getting closer to meeting Laura Palmer. You know, it's got a nice ending. It would be yeah. nice. And you got to get a picture. So you have to have a friend, somebody to take a picture when you yeah. hug her or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, believe me, everyone's going to be videoing oh. it. And we're going to document it to death. And actually, I'm assuming she's going to have a good sense of humor because I already know I want to pose a picture of me being totally dumbfounded and her kind of looking at me <laughs> like I'm not. And that's the picture I want. You know, yeah. I don't want a nice picture of of me just putting my arm around her or something. Right, I, right. I really want to look like I freaked out and she's afraid of me. That's nice. Funny. That's great. You know, in the UK Fest, too, they also have the connection where they, they have a connection with CBS, uh, where, where I, yeah. I think they have some kind of working relationship with them, and they do uh, they sell David Lynch's coffee. So they definitely have the, they have some ins, and I keep... We need some of that coffee. Yeah. But I talk with Lindsay, who, who organizes the whole thing, and I definitely feel like one of these days we're going to get like some really big people, yeah. somebody probably connected with Twin Peaks uh, production and stuff. Hopefully this year. We'll have to find out. But uh, cool. Yeah, they haven't announced who is, who's going to go, but they, you know, I have gone back and forth here, and I'm like, you know, you're you know, I'm in, and she's like, I'm in. I'm like, good, we're going to start planning the trip. So I guess that's why I feel like, like it's, it's it happy. seems like we're doing it all just right. because. Of course, my wife is now like, well, then we have to go to France, and we've got to see this. <laughs> Make like, a weekend. I don't, yeah, I don't remember when Twin Peaks went to France. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, now, you were just on the Twin Peaks podcast, and you mentioned about how you had this feeling that you were, you're going to die before the new series of Twin Peaks. I have that same feeling. That's a real feeling. I'm like, I think about it every day. It's like, am I going to make it to, to 2017? Am I... <laughs> So, so well, it was so funny because we're just talking and, and someone, I don't remember if it was Matt or Josh, just kind of offhandedly said, oh, I think I'm going to die. And I'm like, are you serious? And they're like, what? And I'm like, Cause I really have thought that like full yeah. time, you know, I'm just like the day before it airs, I'm going to, you know, get hit by a bus or something. 
Right. If the bus was coming at me, I'm going to be like, Twin Peaks! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to live, you know, I, I have to have the will to live just yeah. so I can make it to see Twin Peaks. And I, I can't right. remember, have you, have you watched it since day one? I can't remember what, how long you've been watching Twin Peaks for now. Like, did you see it in 1990s, or did you see it? Oh yeah, I saw it when it originally aired. Right. So we've been, you and I have been yeah. waiting 20 over 25 years for this show to come you need back. Bubble stuff. wrap, <laughs> both of you. Just put bubble wrap around your bodies. Uh, well, thank you. Do you have anything else to share with us? Anything else you're working on? You want to promote your podcast or anything else that that you want to share? No, just um, follow us on the Red Room. We are going to be doing an X Files one here in about two weeks. Awesome. Nice that talks about the revival and Darren Morgan, especially, and we're going to have Josh Heisenstadt on who has worked with Lance Hendrick, huh. who was in Millennium, who Darren Morgan wrote. So we have a big Darren Morgan X-Files episode coming up. So that's, awesome. that's what's next for the Red Room podcast. I'll and, be listening to that. And you did, yeah. you, you did just currently, you did just do an X-Files one too, didn't you? Talking a little bit about, about the new season. Yeah, we, we we did the first two episodes, and mm. now we're going to do it at the end. I love them. Do you guys love them? Yes. Love them. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, it's excellent. It's a great it, show. It is, it's amazing that they're back, and wow, the uh, ratings have been breaking records. Yeah, I'm so awesome. happy for I'm them. I'm so happy. They're, I'm yeah. sure they'll come back again next year with yeah. the, with, if the ratings keep stay the way they are. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I think it's a great formula. Six episodes, get in, get out, all right. good ones. And move on. I love it. Yeah. It's kind of like the Twin Peaks uh, first season model, yeah. right? I mean, you do seven episodes. And, right. And, and I think that's the smart way. I mean, the Showtime, HBO, they do these shorter seasons, and, and it works. Eight, ten episodes. It's yeah. all you need to tell a good story. Awesome. Right. Well, so. well thank you, Scott, and a happy Twin Peaks Day. Happy Twin Peaks thank Day. thank you for your time and coming on the show. James, what happened on February 5th? And who has the other half of this heart? your skin is so soft and you smell so good? No. Why? Because I really believe that you love me. Now my heart belongs to you. All right, we have Joel Bacco on the phone. He's well known for his Twin Peaks through, uh, yeah, now I'm messing up here. <laughs> All right, let's try The bug. Story. The bug. All right, Joel Bacco's on the phone. He's well known for Journey Through Twin Peaks video essays. Hey, Joel. Hey, how are you guys doing? Great. Good. Happy Twin Peaks Day. Thank you, you as well. So I, I thought I'd just start with saying, um, why do you love Twin Peaks? What is it about Twin Peaks that you would spend, you know, all this time working on your essays and writing in your blog and really so active in the community? What is it about Twin Peaks that you love so much? Um, I mean, that's a good question to start with. It's definitely, you know, um, David Lynch's presence. And there's so many other great people involved, starting with Mark Frost, obviously, is the collaborator that you know that the partner in, mm. in in crime so to speak and all the writers and directors and all the actors and everything else but at the end of the day you know i think the fact that you have this this serial story with david lynch uh, at least starting and ending and mm. coming in in between and and twisting things up and keeping you pulled there and, and sort of creating the template that a lot of the people worked with i think that's 
that's key. So even though I've never been a huge TV person, and that's starting to change because of getting back into Twin Peaks. I'm, I'm starting to get more into TV. But I think David Lynch is sort of the gateway to all of that for me. Um, the fact that he brought his sort of unique sensibility to um, to a, a serialized television show. You yeah. Know? Awesome. And so it starts with that, but there's all obviously so many other answers as well. Right. Totally. And I, I still, I know we should say this, we've talked about this before, but it's still so exciting to think about the new series and to be able to yeah. possibly get 18 yeah. hours of, of, of David Lynch. I mean, he only he only directed six about six episodes in the, in the original series, and to think that he's going to be doing all of them... It's really for, cool. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. It, it, I think people don't remember that who aren't, who haven't watched it in a while or, or weren't as into it or whatever. There's, it's sort of like, you know, David Lynch was here, he was there, he, Maybe he did the whole first season or something. They don't realize how small the involvement was. It was mm. crucial, but it was very limited. Right. And it's this like, is going to be three times that amount possibly. Yeah, it's crazy. So you, I mean, this is a few months ago, but I didn't get to talk to you about it, that this David Lynch-Jacques Rivette event that happened in New York. Can you can you talk to, uh, tell us a little bit about that event that you were part of, you were you went to? Yeah, I, I wasn't part of it so much as I got to attend, which was mm. great. Um, and I would actually, I'd been wanting to visit New York. I hadn't been in about a year and a half. And I have a lot of friends there and some family, too, as well. And um, so, you know, I had been wanting to go. And there was a time in December when it was, you know, maybe that would be the, the range. But I found out about this specific event, and I said, well, this is perfect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coincide it with that. So for about a week, they ran... Uh, all seven of David Lynch's films wow. with seven of Jacques Rivette's films. And for those who don't know, Rivette is a French filmmaker. Um, he came up in the 50s and 60s as a critic with uh, Jean-Luc Godard and Francois Truffaut and all of those great French directors who sort of took, you know, took the cinema by storm in the 60s. And he's probably the least well-known of all of them, uh, particularly in the U.S. Mm. A lot of his stuff wasn't even released here. But he's very experimental. He would do films that were some one of them thirteen hours long, um, and you know they they would screen it. They didn't show that one as part of the series, but uh, I I did get to see that many years earlier. They showed it over two days at the theater, and it's kind of exciting. So he does these very strange films, and there are certain commonalities between them. They're very different directors, but there are certain similarities in their sensibility. Hmm. Um, they're both very into this idea of sort of hidden hidden conspiracies and and something's going on that you don't quite know. There's a little hmm. bit of paranoia to both of their movies, um, a little bit of a mystical sort of supernatural aura, um, probably more so with Lynch's later films, but Rivette has that in there too. Um, I think the most famous film that Rivette did that they paired with, uh, with Lynch was um, Celine and Julie Go Boating, hmm. which was from 1973. And that's a film about two young women who um, are sort of free spirits and they're romping about Paris and they end up finding this house. And uh, it's sort of complicated to explain, but they go inside of the house and they have these strange experiences and they come out with these little hard candies. And so when they, they put the candies um, in their mouth, they end up having a flashback to what they saw in the house. Ah. And it's this strange melodrama that they're witnessing where somebody's possibly poisoning someone and there's uh, these relationships going on. And the interesting thing about it is uh, they paired it with Mulholland Drive, hmm. 
because both of them have, you know, two young women sort of sucked into a strange, almost supernatural mystery, and you're almost traveling between dimensions or different realities. Um, so they, they do have that sort of that sort of commonality between them. And so were these double features? Would you see would you see Mulholland Drive and then you'd see this this film like back to back, or how did they do that? Yeah, um, they would put them. They would they would pair the two films. They would pair two films together, one from each director. Mm. Um, they also showed some of them separately, but sort of the heart of the retrospective was the double features. So they did another one. They did they did their first films. Um, mm. David Lynch as a Racerhead with Jacques Rivette's Paris Belongs to Us. Both black and white movies. They're both, you know, their debut films. And both of them were made over many years. Eraserhead, I think, took Lynch five years to put together. And Paris Belongs to Us took Rivette three or four years. Hmm. And they'd have to stop shooting and come back to it. So there's all these funny little connections. Now, that said, they're very different. Hmm. Um, Rivette is much more sort of lucid. He's like, he's, he's, he's sort of daydreamy in a little way, but not dreamy the way like Lynch's films are, where you're totally sinking into the strange world. Um, he comes out of more of a documentary tradition and more of sort of the, you know, post-war French avant-garde where it was more, um, there's more of a sense of capturing reality in it. I think Lynch is, huh. Lynch is funny because he makes, um, you know, very subversive films, but they're sort of done within the Hollywood style, ex- except for Inland Empire, I'd say, mm. which, you know, not coincidentally is the Lynch film that is most like Rivette, because the other oh. thing Rivette does is he loves filming rehearsals, long rehearsals and, and actors kind of playing games with each other, and mm. he incorporates that into the movie. So that was a great event. Um, the cool thing was it was all 35 millimeter. I got to see them all on the big screen. Wow. Most of the movies I'd never seen before. I think I'd seen Mulholland Drive, and uh, Celine and Julie go boating, and I think that was it for for either director. So I'd actually never seen a Lynch film on the big screen except for um, Mulholland Drive. That's awesome. That's cool. So, so that was great. It was it was a really cool event, and uh, I wrote up every double feature on my blog. So if you go there, um, it was all for December 2015. You can see them there, or if, you know, you look on the sidebar. I think there's tags and I have the revet probably easiest way would just be looking at the, the archive and seeing what I did in December and for people who but, don't know you, and people who don't know your blog uh, how would they go find it it's the dancing and actually the funny thing is obviously I've spent a lot of the past year um, focused on Lynch mm. and I've actually spent a lot of it focused on revet as well hmm. because I re- reviewed a, a film of his and then um, I had I made a couple of videos. I did a video last summer that just came out in January. There was a long delay, but it was sort of a collaboration with another video essayist where we would each create a little segment and then the other one would respond and we wouldn't communicate other than that. And there was wow. no narration, just playing with the clips and sort of escalating it little by little. So it would start would use a full sort of scene from the film and then, you know, she would respond with a little bit of a uh, manipulating the footage, and then by the end of it, we you know we've got all split screens going and mm-hmm. things imposed, superimposed on it, and awesome. creating little associations. So it was a lot of fun because that's kind of how he made his movies. So it was a good way to pay tribute. And actually, unfortunately, he just passed away two weeks ago. Oh wow! So um, it was known that he you know wasn't well for a while, so yeah. it was a huge surprise. But this past year, they released finally released a bunch of his films in the U.S. and they've been showing them everywhere, and they had. 
this, you know, Lynch Rivette uh, retrospective. So it was kind of a fitting uh, farewell in a way, not knowing that he was necessarily going to pass that quickly after, but he did. Mm. So something. So back to Twin Peaks. Yeah. What are you doing right now with Twin Peaks? I mean, do you have plans in the future to do some more posts on your blog, or what have you been doing with Twin Peaks lately? Well, actually, last time I spoke to you, I said, oh, there was going to be a guest post on Welcome to Twin Peaks. So that got sort of delayed um, to the side for a long time. And then recently I just spoke to Peter, and he showed me it's, got, it's up, sort of ready to go. So that will probably be up on there. And that's a guest post where I talk about what what the video series is, sort of present it for new audiences, people who haven't seen it before, and, and talk about... I, I formatted it like a mystery question, so it's the who, what, where, when, why of, cool. of Journey Through Twin Peaks, and I go through and I kind of... So that was fun. And then I've been doing a lot of um, podcasts, you know, interviews with you, and also yep. with Sparkwood and 21, um, an epic <laughs> three-hour <laughs> yeah. marathon yeah. interview that they that they did. I definitely learned me, a lot about so. you. I learned a lot about you and what you've done. And like, you do a documentary, which I wasn't sure if it was real or not. And so I and I yeah. <laughs> and basically, you came out and said it wasn't real. It was something that you had uh, put together and stuff. It, so it, you thought until you heard the interview that yeah. it was. Oh wow! I, I know so. you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that was class of two thousand two. Actually, coincidentally. I'm right down the street from the park where I was, where I wrote a lot of it. Um, I would sit out there and sort of write when I had the time. And um, I was going to do this interview there, but I thought, no, too noisy. So <laughs> I'm not actually there, but I'm right nearby. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that was called Class of 2002. So they we got to talk a little bit about the making of that. And, um, and that's on the blog, too, if anybody wants to see it. And then, um, as far as other Twin Peaks stuff goes, I'm still doing my thing. I, I try to do once a month um, a post about Twin Peaks. Usually ends up being two, I would say. It just sort of so happens. I've been resharing some comments that I left. And, you know, when I say comments, just thinking of two or three lines of, you know, Twin Peaks is great, but these, these are kind of ridiculous. Like, they're longer than blog posts in some cases <laughs> that I was leaving on forums and websites two years ago when I was getting into Twin Peaks. And I thought people might find them interesting um, because sometimes I, I talk about things I haven't talked about elsewhere, like the Between Two Worlds mm. um, special on the Blu-ray or things that maybe led into my videos later on that they got ideas that got adapted. And the funniest part to me is reading the things where I say, well, Twin Peaks will never come back and here's why. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> you know, you look yeah. back at that and you go, hmm, okay. <laughs> so that's that kind of fun. It's not cool. all, it's, some of it should be taken with a grain of salt, but it's fun to share. Nice. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, Joel, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, and uh, we're definitely we're gonna we're planning uh, to talk to you on right after episode twenty three about yes. kind of coming back to kind of discuss that seventeen through twenty three, which you did a whole uh, you did a whole uh, 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 journey through Twin Peaks uh, chapter, I think, on, on seventeen. Yeah, through that 23. was I united. I I figured that group made sense to put together. Yeah, for, makes for sense. better or worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it. Thanks, Joel. All right. Happy Twin Peaks Day. Bye. -bye. Ah, I got good news. Ah, the mule is going to come back in style. All right, we're here with Lindsay Bowden, and she's the founder and producer of Twin Peaks UK Fest. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, guys. How are you? 
I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. Good. So I want to know from you, why do you love Twin Peaks? Oh, wow. Uh, okay, so why do I love Twin Peaks? I, I'm one of the original kind of generation of fans from Twin Peaks. And I remember just being completely enthralled by it um, every Tuesday night at 9pm when it came <laughs> on BBC Two. And um, I think because... I was 14 when it came out, which is a quite a confusing time in a child's life anyway. Mm, yeah. And I think it allowed me to go into a world that I'd never seen before and a world that I really loved and felt very safe in, funnily enough, given the subject matter. Huh. But um, so it kind of, I got addicted to it. And um, there's quite a few people in my school that used to watch it as well. And um, and I remember if I missed an episode, I was distraught because, of course, <laughs> there was nothing back then to catch up on a, an episode, was there? So you had to oh, ask your mates yeah. at school. And I think it just kind of the same reason that's kind of stuck with me really is um is because it's it it is a world that we've never seen before. It is um a place that I mean I've described it very well in my sort of history of the festival on my website that in my dark days it was a safe place to turn to, you know. And I think most peakies will understand what I mean by that. Mm. Um but of course since I started the festival it's actually become more of a business to me now. Mm. Um especially because, you know, we got licensed by CBS and Twin Peaks Productions, which is amazing. Yeah. Um so it's it's kind of taken a different kind of emotion for me now which is fantastic cool and you mentioned the festival how is uh, uh, the uk festival 2016 coming along yeah we're, we're doing pretty good we've announced our date and venue for this year so we're at the 12th of november um at picture house central which is in london's glittering west end mm. <laughs> <laughs> not very glittering but um it's it's a beautiful beautiful venue the picture house cinemas they're a chain of cinemas but each cinema has its own identity and the picture house central um plot only opened last year in 2015 huh. and it's actually kind of already got a wonderful lynchian feel to it when you walk in already there's a black and white zigzag floor there's red yeah. sort of diner booths in the cafe so it's already kind of building up that that kind of feel of, of Lynch for you anyway. Awesome. And then, of course, once we go in there and put our stamp on it, it'll be phenomenal. Yeah, and, I, and you've gone, you, you've, you've moved it just one day this year, right? Is that correct? Yeah, we've gone back to one day this yeah. year. We, we especially, we always said we were going to do that. We were going to do a big double sort of celebration the weekend for the 25th anniversary um, in 2015, which we did do, of course. Um, and then we're going back to a day for this year. But then to celebrate the new season where we were going back to a weekend event next year as well and doing another big spectacular. Cool. And I saw on Twitter that on Friday you're going to be announcing uh, the first guest on, uh, of the UK. Ooh. <laughs> can, yes, no, can you hint at something? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Is the person wearing glasses? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're playing that game, Guess Who. Yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Guess Who. Yeah, yeah. Flip, flip it down. Um, well, I mean, if you look at the post, I do slightly give clues in the pictures that we post. Ah. So all I'll say is keep watching the pictures. Okay. There'll be another one going up tomorrow. Um, and so far, no one has guessed who it is. Put yeah, it that way. I, yeah. No, was it, it was a, like a one-eyed Jack picture? I think. Was... So the first picture to go out was a one-eyed Jack's picture yeah. with a very big question mark. It could be anybody. <laughs> it could be related to the well, one, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, people. Uh, I think people are kind of a lot of people think it's Connie Woods because, uh, of course, I I met up with Connie in yeah. LA. Um, she was so like the a lot new of, girl, the first new girl. She of, is the new girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's. I have to say, she's absolutely one of the loveliest women I think I've ever had the pleasure to meet. Um, she was really, really lovely. Um, so a lot of people think it's her. A few people are guessing Sharon and Fenn. Mm. Um, some people that. are guessing Ray Wise, but of course he, his character doesn't really have anything to do with one eye tax. No, no, no. So, um, 
So yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give any more hints than that. Okay, really. thank you. That's great. So <laughs> now you're working on a on a book. Can you tell us about how the book is coming along? I certainly can. Yeah, I've literally just been sat here now working on it. It's um, called Damn Fine Cherry Pie mm. and Other Recipes from Twin Peaks. And so um, it's a Twin Peaks cookbook that's also got a lot of sort of crafty bits and pieces in there as well. So how to host your own Twin Peaks dinner party, how mm. to tie a cherry stem like Audrey Horn, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's gonna be a nice sort of fun keepsake for the fans nothing analytical about the show nothing too in depth no theories nothing like that um, there's a couple of recipes been given by the Twin Peaks cast mm. members. There's um, a couple of quotes from Twin Peaks cast as well. So it's just going to be a really nice fun sort of keepsake to own you know. Yeah and when, do you know when that's going to come out? Yeah, I do. Uh, so it's going to be published in November, so a month oh. after Mr. Frost's book. And it's being published by Octopus Books in the UK. And very, very excitingly, it's being published by HarperCollins in the USA. Ooh, excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm super, super pleased. I was stunned into silence, which, as you know, doesn't happen often <laughs> with me, um, when they told me about that. So I think it's going to be pretty much sort of all over the States, which is great. That's awesome. That's wonderful. So, so you mentioned uh, Mark Frost's book, The Secret History of Twin Peaks. What do you think about the announcement that it comes out in October? Great. I think yeah. it's wonderful. What good timing. Yeah. Because I think it will give plenty of people, there'll be an initial rush and everyone will read it. But I think also it will give people a sort of chance way before the new season's released mm -hmm. to kind of really sort of, you know, um, sort of get the information in their heads, you know, yeah. to kind of understand what's happened in the last 25 years and kind of really set them up well for the new season. I would imagine that's what the kind of thinking behind that is. Definitely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to share with that? I'm oh, just I'm really good. excited about the UK. I still, I mean, yeah. Brian and I talk about like wanting to go to these festivals, and I really want to go to the UK, <laughs> and I, I still haven't figured out how I can collect, get enough money to go. But We're going to do it one year. Is, I still think it's like, oh, if it's only one day, I mean, I could fly in one day, go to the festival, and then You go. got to spend more than one day then. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my God. If you're going to come all this way, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we got to spend like a but, whole weekend. I mean, it, it can be pretty pricey for friends across the pond. We understand that. You know, it's it's one of the reasons that I haven't been over to the US Fest. You know, lovely mm. Rob and Deanne invite me sort of every year. But um, but it is, it is a lot of expense when you've got to buy a long haul flight as well. Yeah. But one of the biggest tips I'll give people if they're in San Francisco or LA areas uh, is Air New Zealand. Air New Zealand are fantastic and do really good deals. Mm, that's wow. good. So nice. there's, there's my little tip for you. Yeah. And when do you think tickets will go on sale? So tickets for this year's festival are going on sale on the 5th of March through our website at 12 noon. And our website has changed, actually, so it might be good that people know this. We're TwinPeaksUKFest.com now. Okay. Um, so I think most people know that we have changed, but just in case if you don't, it's TwinPeaksUKFest.com. Um, and that's where you'll be able to buy tickets through there. That's wonderful. Nice. I can't wait. It's really exciting. I mean, you guys did a great job last year. It was yeah. really exciting. I mean, you guys always put in a, thank a, a you. show. So, so exciting. So thank you, Lindsay. Happy Twin Peaks Day. Happy yeah. Twin Peaks Day to you, too. I think people are a bit weirded out by the photo that I did today for that. <laughs> <laughs> I did, you, know, you know the picture of Laura Palmer yeah. in Fire Walk With Me lying yes. her down and where the angels, you know, blah, blah. Um, I've sort of photoshopped the, the death face it's, onto it and blended it all in and people are a bit freaked out by it. <laughs> I was freaked out. It really is freaky. <laughs> it's just me showing yes. off my very limited Photoshop skills. <laughs> Sh showing off your creativity. I love it. It's awesome. Well, you know. Well, thank <laughs> you, Lindsay. Designer. And I, I, yeah, we, I hope we can talk again, especially as we get closer to uh, both your book coming out and uh, the yeah, festival. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Be lovely.
Thank you. And I hope you can make it over to the fest. I really, really Somehow do. Somehow we love to make it. Some, thank you for the tips. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, now we know. <laughs> That's okay. Anytime, anytime. There's one more item. It's a report concerning the physical assault on my person, which you witnessed this morning. I think you'll find it's quite accurate. Requires your signature. Albert, I'm not going to sign this. What? Albert, I hope you can hear me. I have only been in Twin Peaks a short time, but in that time I have seen decency, honor, and dignity. Murder is not a faceless event here. It is not a statistic to be tallied up at the end of the day. Laura Palmer's death has affected each and every man, woman, and child because life has meaning here, every life. That's a way of living I thought had vanished from the earth, but it hasn't, Albert. It's right here in Twin Peaks. Sounds like you've been snacking on some of the local mushrooms. All right, we're on the phone now with Brad Dukes, author of Reflections and Oral History of Twin Peaks, and now the host of the Brad Dukes Show podcast. Hey, Brad. Hey, how's it going? Good. So, yeah, it's Twin Peaks Day, so we, we thought we'd give you a call and talk some Twin Peaks. Happy Twin Peaks Day. <laughs> well, every day is Twin Peaks for me at my house. Yeah. So. <laughs> and my first question is really, like, why do you love Twin Peaks? I mean, you've written a book. I mean, some of your shows, uh, some of your podcasts have been on Twin Peaks. What is it about Twin Peaks that you love so much? It's just ingrained uh, in my my soul and my being. <laughs> <laughs> and I, aside from watching the show God knows how many times and going up to the festival and making so many friends, I mean, I literally swap text messages with my Twin Peaks friends every day. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if, if something happens with Twin Peaks, I, I get a text message from my own mom. So. <laughs> It's impossible for me to escape it, especially with the upcoming revival on Showtime. Yeah. So t tell us, how did you get involved? How did you start this new po podcast? It's not just about Twin Peaks, but it, I mean, the, the Brad Duke show. How did that come yeah. about? Well, ever since I finished Reflections, I <laughs> needed a creative outlet. And I just realized I love having conversations with people I find interesting mm. and it's nice to have a forum uh, that I own completely and that I can reach out to whomever I please. So it's really nice, and I, I just love documenting people's lives and their stories. And I've really enjoyed it. I mean, you had yeah. one show that was on, on the movie Clue, and you've had, you've had a bunch of really interesting, besides Twin Peaks, uh, really great guests. Yeah, and I think I really needed... <laughs> Some kind of outlet, especially in 2016, uh, because we've got another year before Twin Peaks comes back. Yep. I figured I better uh, make make the best of some time before things get really crazy. Cool. <laughs> and we both recently just had uh, uh, Harley Payton on the show, and that was yes. pretty cool to for us both to get to interview him. Yeah, and I love Harley so much. He is so funny. And one thing, when I was doing my book and my old website. When I would be typing out Harley's words, I would just think to myself, I'm not doing this guy justice because he's just so funny and and insightful when you talk to him. And he's yeah. really got he's got this sense of humor that you can really tell that's the guy who made some of uh, Albert Rosenfield's greatest hits. It's true. Yeah. yeah. When we spoke to him too, that you know, that, uh, I had heard that there was supposed to be, there was talk about actually doing an Albert spinoff, and and I guess Harley didn't remember hearing anything about that. But I said, you know, you really should have been the executive producer if there had been a, a spinoff <laughs> of Albert, because he's so he's, he was amazing. He did a great job with the with the dialogue with Albert. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know David and Mark 
wrote uh, all of the upcoming Showtime Twin Peaks, but I do wish Harley could have had one pass at some of those characters just to pepper in some of his uh, trademark quotes. Definitely. Yeah. And at the end of that episode, uh, you got to read a Steven Spielberg letter to ABC. Can you share a little bit? I know people should definitely go check out the episode where you read the whole letter, but can you share with us how you got that letter? Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) this is kind of funny. I had a longstanding email uh, correspondence with Michael Ontkeen while I was doing my book. And he really didn't want to talk to me on the phone, so we would just swap emails. Hmm. I mean, I don't know how many we've traded over time. But one day he found this big box of uh, Twin Peaks memorabilia he had kept with pictures and stuff. And uh, I just remember looking down at my phone, and he had attached it on an email. Uh, I really wish it was so interesting to read that, uh, what Steven Spielberg had to say. Uh, So it was really nice to have somewhere to share that letter with people. Yeah, and for people who don't know, uh, Michael is is Truman is the act, you know, the actor who plays Truman, and it was it was a letter to ABC basically saying you should save Twin Peaks That's if, awesome. by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I mean, you can't beat that. I mean, that that was something. So that was a real treasure. That was like that was like the highlight of Twin <laughs> Peaks of the month for me. It's like wow, Brad's reading this this archive, this kind of like this treasure. That's from cool. 1991. I mean, it was awesome. So everybody should if if you don't want to hear Harley Payton interview, you got at least hear the end of that episode to, to hear Brad read a, the letter, but something special. <laughs> so are you, Thank you? Yeah, something else. So are you are you going to be uh, going to any of the festivals this year? I mean, last year you went to the Great Southern. Do you, do you have any plans? Yeah, I am going to be headed back to the Great Southern uh, in June. I can't wait. The only thing better than the food in Richmond is the people. I, I had such a good time, and everybody was so nice. And there is a brewery in Richmond, and they made these three Twin Peaks-themed beers. I nice. think there was the Agent Cooper, the Laura Palmer, and the Douglas Fir. Uh, and I can't. The, I hope they make that stuff again. It was really good. Oh. And so I'll be back there, and then I will definitely be at the festival in Washington in July. So you got tickets before they sold out. I, th- I feel like they sold out in like 10 hours or yeah. something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I remember a, a few years ago. You know, I don't think they would sell out to the very last minute. So it, it's really crazy that it's become such a hot ticket. I never really would have expected that. Yeah. And so with the Great Southern, I, Brian and I are talking about making a trip yes, there. Yes, we might be there. You know, we're on the East Coast. I feel like it's... it's Road we do trip. A road trip, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be there. <laughs> so we're talking Oh, that would be great. It'd be fun. Uh, and you guys should come, and everybody that's listening to the podcast should check it out. It's yeah. It's really fun, and I know uh, Charlotte Stewart and Kenny Robertson are confirmed to be there, so cool. it'll be a good time. And so, nice. is, do you know, I mean, it might be too soon to know, but are they going to be, like, on a panel? Like, last year, you guys all kind of sat around and, and, and took questions, if I if I remember right. The only thing I know for sure is that Charlotte is doing a book signing on, I think it's Friday night, but yeah. I think that's the only thing that's official so And she'll, be reading, she'll also be reading from her memoir, so yeah, that'd be, that's, yeah really that's really cool. That's really cool. And so, yeah. uh, you're... You, Am I right that you're actually like a producer or you help Scott Ryan with his Twin Peaks Festival documentary? <laughs> well, I I offered some editorial advice on some of his final cuts. So I think he has me tagged as an executive producer, but ah. that might be a little bit of, bit of an overstatement. Well, that's cool. I think I think Scott he's trying. I think he's planning on going to the different fest and and showing. Yeah. Showing. I don't know if he's gonna. I think he's going to the Great Southern. So yeah, I think so. 
Cool. Yeah, I think that's the plan. So maybe uh, me and Scott can talk a little bit about his film uh, at that screening. Yeah, he actually got – we had him on – was it like a month or so ago maybe? We had him on a little while ago, and he actually did share with me the documentary. And he did an excellent job. He got yeah. a lot of great interviews. I didn't let Brian – I, I couldn't watch I it. I couldn't watch it because you haven't gotten through the whole yeah. series I'm yet. Nothing so. get, I, I got spoilers. Yes. What, what, where are you at again? Just so I, so I'm I think, sure. I think we're at on episode 20 right now. Yes, episode 20. Oh, yeah. man. So we're, right. we're, we're, we're almost after uh, over the hump of like the not-as-so-good episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, powering through it. But yeah. It's oh, re- gosh. Yeah, I guess little Nikki. Uh... <laughs> yeah, little Nikki's horrible. I'm so glad it didn't happen. Uh, and so what do you think of the, uh, Mark Frost's uh, The Secret History of Twin Peaks book? It looks like uh, October is coming out. What do you think about uh, the new book? Oh, my gosh. Well, I can't wait. I mean, this is just a dream come true. I love Mark's novel, The List of Seven and The yeah. Six Messiahs. And I remember when they announced this book originally, I guess in 2014, Mark said this was a dream project mm. for him. And right. I just, wait. I mean, to think that Twin Peaks will be officially picking back up and the canon will be extended in October is thrilling. And I've got to figure out which day to take off work so I can just <laughs> immerse myself into the book. Yeah. Awesome. I know. I, Mark, I mean, Mark, Brian, you've already, I think you've already, uh, I pre order it. I, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't know what I'm waiting for. I should be pre ordering it yeah. myself. What are you I, waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. I've got to tell you, uh, and everybody listening, go out and pre-order it because from now between October, you will lock in the lowest price as the discounts happen. So nice. you can't lose by pre-ordering it right now. Yeah. yeah. And I thought I saw something today where it was like $4 off or something on Amazon or something. Yeah. I, I, I'll i probably do it tonight. I got to yeah. get it. But, uh, Pre-order Amazon. That's, yeah. Yeah. And Brad, I'm yeah. glad you mentioned uh, the, yeah, the, the list of seven, and I think it was the six messiahs, I think it was. or it was, um, it was some... Yeah, the six messiahs yeah. and the list of seven. So good. I mean, we should we should do a show on those sometime. But this Mark Frost, it was, it was uh, like um, the author of uh, Sherlock Holmes. And he goes on these adventures, but it's like oh, cool. it's really, it deals with kind of like mythology, like these black magic and a lot of really cool stuff. Nice, yeah. So, but it's good stuff. So yeah, it, and what were you gonna say, Brad? I was just gonna say I, I think about that book coming out, but I really I'm greedy. I want more soundtracks and action figures. I mean, <laughs> I want every Twin Peaks merchandise possible. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I they can even recycle the, the merchandise they already had. I yeah. still believe that we should be getting, uh, 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 what is it, Laura Palmer? I can't think of her, the actress's name. Uh, I should know her name. Uh, Cheryl. Cheryl Finn. Sh- not Cheryl Finn. Uh, um, Cheryl, yeah, we should be Cheryl getting... Lee. Cheryl, Cheryl Lee. Lee. Thank you. Cheryl, Cheryl Lee, Lee should be doing the audiobook of The Secret yeah. Diary of Laura Palmer. We should have her read the whole thing, and I would listen to it in the car or something. <laughs> but there's so many stuff that, like... I, they they could re-release. Um, even we're we're, we're going to get to Dale Cooper's uh, autobiography. Yeah, we have I to do that. To, oh yeah, that's great. A lot stuff. of good stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Bring on the merchandise. And oh, it would be an onslaught of merchandise. I'm sure Showtime right. will have a lot of it coming out. Well, cool. Well, I- well, anything else that you want to share with us? Anything else you're working on, or can you give us uh, tell us what you, what what's going on with the podcast? Oh gosh. Well, you as you guys know. Producing a podcast week in and week out is not easy. It's so hard, yeah. yeah. I, am, I am consumed with getting guests booked for the show and researching for the interviews. It's so much fun, and I love every bit of it. And 
I am so thankful that anybody cares to listen and that I can get interesting people on the show. It's just a true thrill. It really is something. You, you got uh, Dwayne Dunham who, who uh, edited some of the episodes. Of oh, Twin that's Peaks. awesome! And, and he confirmed that he was he's going to be editing uh, the new season. Wow, stuff. So, that's cool. And when I didn't, I don't even know why I never put this together. But he edited uh, Star Wars. Was it Empire and uh, Jedi that he that he did those two Star Wars movies? That's right. He was wow. an assistant editor with uh, Empire, and then he edited the original. Return of the Jedi. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah, I mean... That's so cool. It's kind of cool to have somebody that was involved at Twin Peaks also be... In Star Wars, Especially yeah. where, where David Lynch almost directed yeah, Return right? of the Jedi and stuff. <laughs> How exciting yeah, is that? The, so, yeah. it, it's so interesting. I mean, everybody that worked on Twin Peaks, I kind of look at it like a, a big family tree. I mean, you've got Piper Laurie. She worked on so many interesting films. I mean, everybody has a, a really interesting story. They've done so many cool things outside of Twin Peaks. It kind of just... For me, it enrich and enriches the experience to go out and find other art that these people have made. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to the Great Southern, which I think is June 9th through the 12th, can you at least can you give us our, your experience from last year? What was it like? This is the, I, they called it season one, right? It was the first year that they had actually done the fest? <laughs> yeah. That was the first year they had the festival, and it was really a lot of fun. I mean, they did four days of events, and... It was uh, there was a band called Floating Falling, and huh. they covered uh, Julie Cruz's songs from Floating Into the Night, awesome. and that was really great. And I've got to give a big shout out to a couple of bands who played uh, Big No, they're a Richmond band, and then there was another band. What were they called? They were a from place Brooklyn. Bo- a place both awesome. wonderful and strange, maybe. Oh no, they were good, but this was another band. Uh, I'm going to have to look them up after this conversation <laughs> and let you know. <laughs> and if I, if big, I, big No and Floating Falling were really terrific. Cool. And if I, if I, if I know right, the, wasn't most of the stuff free? I mean, was Yeah, it... there was no admission. Uh, so, yeah, wow. you can't lose. I think there was just some cover charges, like it were certain venues yeah. that they, it costs some money to get into. That's but exciting. I think it was like $5. I mean, Brad might know better, but... Yeah, so I mean, Brian and I are talking about once we find out about the date, the date uh, or when when I don't do they have tickets? I imagine there's yeah, still tickets, tickets to yeah. get into things. Yeah. yeah, and I think they did a screening of Eraserhead at the Bird Theater, and Charlotte introduced the film. It was so fun uh-huh. uh, see that film on the big screen and and see Charlotte there introducing it because that's Mary X herself. Right. Wow. Cool. She's been with David Lynch from, since the beginning. Nice. So exciting. <laughs> Well, thank you, Brad. I mean, thank you for your time. And, uh, yeah, I hope we can talk to you again again uh, soon. Uh, yeah. yeah, anytime. Happy Twin Peaks Day. Happy Twin yeah, Peaks Day. Yeah, happy Twin Peaks Day. <laughs> thank you, Brad. Have a good one. You too. So we're now on the phone with John Thorne, co-creator and co-editor of Wrapped in Plastic magazine. Hey, John. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Happy uh, Twin Peaks Day. Yeah, yeah, same to you. Thanks. 
So we've been asking everybody, why do you love Twin Peaks? <laughs> you know that that that's not an yeah, that's not an easy question <laughs> to answer in just a few words. Um, I you know it's funny because I think uh, uh, you 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 learn to love Twin Peaks in different ways mm. as time goes on. Yeah. So I will tell you that um, I loved Twin Peaks when it first started because there was nothing like that, or nor had there ever been anything like that on television. Uh, yeah. In those days, it was pretty much just network TV. And so you had this show that was really complicated and really uh, subversive and, and uh, demanding and, um, and taking advantage of the medium, hmm. which allowed for something to unfold over time. And you just didn't see a lot of that on TV at the time. It, you know, it was sort of yeah. episodic or, you know, just in the moment. Um, so that's, that's why I started to love Twin Peaks. Um, and, and, and so why have I stayed, I guess, stayed in love with Twin Peaks yeah. is, um, it, it seems like it's, it's sort of a, for a finite number of episodes, uh, it seems to be an endless well. Uh, that you can you can delve into and and find something new almost every time you watch it mm. and think about it and come at it sometimes from a different perspective. I have found just in working you know on the book I'm doing now, uh, you know there are things about it that I see differently uh, than I did maybe uh, the first time around, and uh, it allows for that kind of complicated um, analysis and you know differing. Uh, viewpoints. Yeah. You mentioned your book. How? What's the status on the book? How is it coming along? Uh, it, it's going along uh, very, very well. Uh, you know, most of it is done. It really is uh, all set. Uh, I just am sort of in the process now of, of getting it formatted correctly mm. and, 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 and sort of finding my way through uh, the, the new world to me of uh, publishing a book, uh, you know, sort of through the self-publishing uh, avenues that are available online. And uh, it's just new stuff. Uh, I've been very fortunate to have Brad Dukes sort of give me some advice along the way because mm. he sort of blazed the trail with his book. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have more to tell you guys. I'll certainly let you know um, because it shouldn't be too long before I can say definitively, hey, here it is, this is what it's called, this is when it'll be out. Yeah. And for people that don't know, it, it's, it's a lot of the Wrapped in Plastic magazine that, that, you, that you and uh, Greg Miller did in, into this book form, right? I mean, you've taken most of the episodes that you guys focused on. Is that right? Is there more? Do you yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it, it is you know, material uh, that appeared originally in uh, Wrapped in Plastic. Um, we did do an extensive episode guide. Uh, we analyzed the scripts and mm. analyzed uh, scenes that were deleted. And I've included all of that. And then I wrote uh, a great number of essays uh, for the magazine about Firewalk With Me. Yeah. And uh, all of those are in there. And then the other thing I've done is I have taken all the uh, uh, interview material that has to do with Twin Peaks from the various people we talked with over the years, mm. and I've essentially reformatted it in a way that, um, so for every episode, you know, if we're looking at episode, uh, you know, 12, uh, you know, whatever commentary we got about that episode from either a writer or an actor, I've put that in there 
you know, sort of a, as a, um, uh, an audio quote unquote audio commentary yeah. about that episode. Awesome. That's cool. That's cool. I, I'm so excited for it and stuff. Can you say generally, do you think it'll be in the spring? It'll be the summer. It'll be before 2017. Well, yeah. Oh no, it'll be, it'll be, uh, I, I'm hoping to have it up by, by the latest, the middle of this year. That would oh, be the nice. latest. Yeah. Yeah. So it's coming fairly soon. And then the reason why, uh, you know, is there's the, the festival, the Twin Peaks festival right. uh, at the end of July. And I'd certainly like to have that, you know, at least available to, uh, tell people about, if not maybe sell copies. And, uh, and then, you know, we, of course, we have a lot of big stuff coming uh, around the corner after that. I mean, you, you obviously, I'm sure, know about Mark Frost's book. Yeah. Which October. is coming out in October. And, um, I mean, that, that day, to me, when I saw that that was definitively October, that meant that the series is right around the corner from right. there. Yeah. I, I would assume, I would assume early 2017. Yeah, Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, I think they had a conversation with uh, what's his name, C- Captain Kirk. There, uh, uh, William Shatner. William Shatner. William Shatner said, "When is it coming out?" And Kyle McLaughlin said, "Early 2017." He yeah. said, "So yeah, it looks like I, I would hope it would be around this time next year. It would be great if it was February 24th yeah. or right around there. That perfect time. We could see. You mentioned the festival. Do you think? Do you are you planning on attending the the U.S. festival yeah. again? Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's fun to meet the other fans of the show and. Uh, be in the area where it was filmed. It's sort of a special place. It is. It's really cool. Wow, that's awesome. And so, um, yeah, I want. I also want to mention how you you really knew about Twin Peaks well a long time before other people's. I was reading uh Joel Bacco's interview with you, and you you knew four months before it even came out that you had read a review about Twin Peaks. What was that like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was. I always was a big fan of TV, and I always thought it had great potential. Uh, and and was just not really being used for the potential that it had. And that, of course, has come to pass uh, over the last 25 years. And TV is almost the premier art form, I think. Um, it almost eclipses film in, in terms of um, visual storytelling. Uh, but at the time, it, you know, it was it really wasn't doing what we knew it could. And um, I read a review. In January of uh, 1990, in the Dallas Morning News, from a TV critic who had seen the pilot, hmm. um, and I guess you know maybe they had some sort of critics, uh, you know, critics conference or something in LA, or there was some something I don't remember what it was. Yeah, and they screened the, they screened the pilot, and the review was glowing. It stood out. It, it was a really remarkable review. It said circle, you know, your calendars, this is coming, don't miss it. Hmm. And I thought, okay, I, I definitely not going to miss that. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was aware of it. I knew it was out there. I knew something was coming. And then I think it was the week before the show premiered. I think the week before was the Academy Awards. I was back when the Academy Awards were on, you know, late March. Yeah. And um, they had commercials for it. Uh, it was uh, the Academy Awards were on ABC, and they had commercials for Twin Peaks, and it just looked like it was something really remarkable. And so, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of had my my I I yeah, I was aware that it was coming, and so I you know I I sat there and uh, you know watched it as, as it played that first night, and I recorded it. I recorded it, um, you know, on, on videotape. And watched it again the next day. <laughs> so uh, I was really into it right away. That's awesome. And in that same interview, uh, you mentioned to Joel that you were also a Nielsen viewer. 
Which oh, wow. So uh, you were able to help the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I had forgotten that, and then it came back to me. Uh, and I don't know. You know, I, I'm certainly not going to take in any way any kind of uh, credit. But it, it is true that I received a, uh, a Nielsen, you know, I was randomly selected to be a Nielsen viewer. Now, they're, back in the day, I don't know how they do it now, but back in the day, uh, they had different ways of, of collecting the data on viewership on on TV, and there were Nielsen families who had essentially a, some sort of box or some sort of way of, of, of showing what they were watching, uh, and that was a select group of people, and that rotated. But another way that they did it, simultaneous with that, is they would send out what was called diaries, weekly diaries. Yeah. You were selected, they send you this booklet, and they said, please tell us everything you watch. Even right. if you watch it on videotape, you know, show us what you, know, what you watched, and um, and what time you watched it and all this, you know, they wanted yeah. all this demographic data. In there. And so, yeah, I mean, that was the time that Twin Peaks, I think it was probably I got it the week after episode two wow. or the third installment, which was the dream yeah. sequence. And I watched it over and over again. <laughs> so I, 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 you know, I kept putting it in the diary. Oh, Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks. I sent it in. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I don't know... Uh, Feel know if if I had any if, uh, to the popularity or or success of Twin Peaks, but I did my part. I, I did my little bit. That's well, thank cool. you. I think all fans thank you. Yeah. That you- <laughs> <laughs> so I think you cut out a little bit when it came to the the U.S. Fest. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, Say, I'm so- sorry. Say that again. I'm just saying that, that we're talking again about the the United States uh, Festival. I I think you cut out a little no. bit when we we're talking about that. So you got your tickets for this year's fest, which sold out I think yeah. in ten hours. So <laughs> you must have got it just that same night yeah. or that morning. You must have picked up. Yeah, yeah. I well, being I guess a festival um, attendee last year, we were given um, you know a heads up that it was coming. Yeah. So we could we could buy them. Um, um, I didn't realize it sold out so quickly. Is that right? It's actually sold out. Yeah, in a day or so. Yeah, it sold out really quickly. So what is? I mean, we haven't had a chance to go. What is the experience like going to the festival? What is it like to go? Is that yeah. What you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, it's funny. Uh, I went back in. I think the first festival I went to was '94, '93 or '94. Yeah, '93 and '94. And then I went again in 2002 and 2003, and then of course I went again um, last year. And it's it's amazing how similar it really it really is. Mm. Um, uh, you know, there's there's the banquet uh, with the guests who who will speak and and, and take questions. There's uh, the movie night where you go and see a Lynch film and sometimes some short films and some other goodies. Um, there's the tours of the various sites. Uh, and of course, there's the fans there. Everybody's sort of getting together, going to uh, the Marquee Cafe, and, and mm. sitting around. It. <clears throat> it's just you know, uh, it's just a, it's just a nice place to visit. Even had Twin Peaks not been filmed there, <laughs> it's a really nice place to go. And but then you're there with everyone, and it's just a really nice atmosphere yeah. to uh, to be in. And I think this year is exciting because they actually filmed there this past year and have the double R be redesigned and remodeled yeah. and stuff to be able to see. I think that that'll be quite a, an experience. I think this year to go. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah, I, I'm very excited about that. The fact that they went in there and remodeled it 
is is going to be uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see it and to actually be in essentially the set that they used. Although you got to remember back, you know, I was there in '93, and they had just recently finished shooting um, Firewalk with Me there. Yeah. It had only been a couple of years, and it was the same as you would see it in the film. Wow. Um, and then I think there was a fire sometime many years later, and then it had to be remodeled the interior so it wasn't the same anymore. But they've, they've put it back, uh, supposedly, mm. to the way it was. So Cool. Uh, and yeah. any, any thoughts of ever attending any other uh, Twin Peaks festival? There's a UK one, and then there's the, the Great Southern in Virginia. Any thoughts about it? Yes. Well, you know, I, I know about both of those. Um, uh, you know, the, the UK one certainly has been around for a little bit, and it sounds really uh, intriguing. It's, it's. I've certainly thought about it. Wouldn't it be nice to go. But yeah. It is a little far away and yes. a little expensive to right. to manage. So, uh, you know, that's that's definitely a possibility. Um, uh, but I haven't thought about it more than just you know thinking about it. Right. <laughs> And the Great Southern, have you heard about that one? I think this is only their second year uh, the festival is going on. Yeah, and, and yeah Brad, Brad, Brad Dukes told me about that. Uh, I spoke to him uh, a couple weeks ago. He was telling me about it. And I think he went yes. last year, and he yep. said he had a really good time. It sounded like it was a lot of fun Yeah, and some good people there. So, yeah, that's you know that's a new thing. I'd, I'd be very curious about you know what that's all about, looking into it. Yeah. Have you guys gone to any of that, or we're gonna go to the the Great Southern? The Great I think Southern, I, I, yeah. You are, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think Great. We'll, we'll do a road trip. We're, yeah. we're on the East Coast here, so I thought we we, we could try, do a road trip. Doing a road trip. <laughs> so, very good. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. So I, I we we want to hear you more. I mean, I know you you have a blog, but I, I, are you still <laughs> thinking of blogging, or are you really focused on the book right now, or I? I I definitely have been working on the book, uh, and that's sort of, you know, taking up um, my time. You know, it's interesting that you you mentioned that, because as I'm working on the book, I'm I'm delving into the material again, and I'm very much looking forward (laughs) to to the new series, and what, you know, what what are we going to see? I'm, um, I'm, I have a little anxiety about it, too, because I think... (laughs) You know, I, I'm watching, I've been watching episodes again, and of course, you know, the, the bulk of the series is in the second season, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm looking at the second season, which, you know, it honestly, it, it's it's good material, but it's it's weaker than other parts, and it's definitely a network show, with the four-act structure, the commercial breaks, yeah. the cast, they have to service a, a, a you know, a a big cast, so they have to have subplots. They have to have kind of the the B plot and the C plot and the D plot and the comic relief, and and it's good, but it does kind of fall into that network uh, template. Yeah, and yeah. this whatever's coming is not going to be that. It's right. going to be very, very different, and um, I, you know, I I don't know what it's going to be like. So I think my my first primary interest is how well does it connect? Right. How well does it flow out of what we have? Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting? So that, yeah. I, I just to say that would be something I would, I would start initially maybe writing about mm. uh, as I watch the episodes, because those would be my first 
reactions, later reactions, you know, would be multiple viewings and thinking about it and seeing the whole thing. Mm. I don't know if you could really comment on it uh, in any meaningful way until you've seen the full thing and maybe kind of had a chance to digest it. I will just say, you know, for for me, for Firewalk, Firewalk Me came out in 92, and it wasn't until 2002, 10 years later, (laughs) that I felt like, oh, you know what? I think I know what's going on. I I have a really comfortable feel for this film now Uh to write about it. Yeah. So I hope it doesn't take me 10 years, but (laughs) I think it may take a while to write anything. That makes sense. a little more substantive. Yeah, it makes sense. So Brian is at episode twenty, so we're still we're we're still we're still working on finishing the, the series. Yeah. But I want to say that I, I, you wrote about this in in Wrapped in Plastic, which I had uh, thirteen years of the magazine, uh, seventy five issues. But I think you, you you brought up about how when Lynch came in, especially at the end with the last episode, he kind of restructured the TV schedule a little bit. And some, I mean, like in the sense that like he would do these longer takes, and then he would have longer commercials and stuff, and he. And I think that's interesting that, that like he wanted to be, be able to ha- kind of have this movie feel where it could be these long scene and then, yes. which I think is fascinating. Yeah. And, and maybe you can look at that as a model to say like, Hey, you know, Lynch, yeah. Lynch knew how to deal with it back, you know, 25 years ago. And I think he'll still have a lot of fun with it where he doesn't have to deal with commercials. And, yeah. No and, commercials is a good thing. <laughs> well, I think, I, I think the fact that he doesn't have to worry about that, mm. that, Four act structure and each act sort of has to end with a little bit of you know moment of tension. Yeah. Uh, so you keep watching through the commercial. Well, what's going to happen next? I'll wait right. you know, through the commercial. Um, and I'm still trying to wrap my know, brain I, about uh, wrapping my head that they keep calling it kind of like a long movie. Like like Lynch is kind of thinking of it as like I'm just going to keep on filming this stuff. At least that's what they said. It's like a long movie, but I'm kind of mm. like, well, will you have will you have real endings to episodes? Like, will it be like an episode where you know something happens and stay tuned to next week, or will you know? I'm curious to know how that feel will be from episode to episode. But. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, and I have asked that question too. I think that there's two things to to think about in you know in regards to that. One is that Lynch does seem to have a sense of the different kinds of media he's mm. working in. So that, you know, when he when he was working on making the whole and drive uh, off the pilot and then he was thinking about episodes that would follow. He kind of had a story structure of mm. maybe where the series would go. I think he, he had a basic understanding of what he needed to do to tell it episodic. Yeah. So I think he's got that. Plus more importantly, he's got Mark Frost. Yeah, which I can't I don't, that. You know, yeah. Mark Frost is certainly of anyone yep. understands exactly how you 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 tell the story in chapters and you keep it. You know, you keep the tension and you keep the suspense building. Now that being said, Lynch is also someone who likes to um, improvise. <laughs> he likes to he likes to explore. Um, and so you've got that element too. Yeah. Um, but I, I think given the fact that they're going to be on showtime, I think both those things can coexist. You have the opportunity mm-hmm. for Lynch to say, you know, this episode is going to be an hour and 15 minutes long, uh, because I need to explore, you know, a 20 minute dream yeah. <laughs> in the middle here. Right. And, but, uh, but don't worry, we're going to get back to the story and I'm going to leave it, you know, with, with questions to be, answered in the next installment. Yeah. So I think, you know, we may have the best of both worlds. 
That's true. It's exciting. I can't wait to see what's happening. Yeah, happens. I know. It's very okay. exciting. Maybe hopefully a year from now, you know? Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, John, for your, for your time. And I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to share with us, or I, I guess, we, we'll, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go from there. And... <laughs> yeah, no, I thank you guys very much for, uh, you know, continuing to think of me when you when you want to talk about Twin Peaks. That's very nice. And uh, I, I, you know, um, I'm going to have something to talk about or at least announce uh, in, in the relatively near future. So uh, you will be one of the first to know about it. And um, maybe you can help me spread the word. Cool. For sure. We'll definitely have you on. And like I said, when we get to Firewalk with me, I definitely want to have you on to talk about uh, about the movie and your theory about the beginning of of the film. Hey, yeah. I would love to talk about that very much. (laughs) Thank you, John. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys very much. You guys, uh, you know, you're doing great work and uh, good luck and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Scott Ryan, Joel Baco, Lindsay Bowden, Brad Dukes, and John Thorne for being on the show. Happy Twin Peaks Day. Yes, and if you have a Twin Peaks Day uh, comment or you want to talk about your first experience with Twin Peaks, you can leave it at Twin Peaks Unwrapped on Twitter. Send us uh, a message through Twitter. And you can also send us a message through Facebook, Twin Peaks Unwrapped, and, or email at TwinPeaksUnwrapped at gmail.com. And give us your memorable Twin Peaks Day. And maybe we'll read it on the next show. It'd be kind of cool. I like hearing other people's experience of how they got into a show or whatever yeah it's, i'm always fascinated i mean when you look at all these interviews we had everybody had something else to, something different to say about yeah. why they love twin peaks yeah exactly so we'd love to hear from the community too and we've gotten feedback from the community through itunes and i thank you and you know your dreams have come true brian i, I know my dreams have come true slightly um, in we, Norway. In Norway, we are in the top uh, podcast for TV and film in Norway. Yep. I don't know how that happened. And nobody else listens to podcasts, maybe. That's why. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think there's a lot of podcasts no, in kidding. Norway happening. No, it's wonderful. Thank you, Norway, for listening to our show and, and making us at the top uh, TV and film podcast. Yeah, it's so awesome. And also, just so you know, we get comments in the U.S. on iTunes, but we can't see comments from other countries but we can if we go to the, we, we switch it to their country. We have to switch it. So now we figured this out, and we've actually gotten comments from other countries that we just read recently because yeah, we just you. had to figure this out. You know. Yeah. Thank you for uh, rating, reviewing, it and keep it up, everybody. Please, yeah, please. Uh, let, let more people know about how great the show is. And maybe we'll hit like uh, the UK or Poland or Germany or. Australia or Canada or, or the U.S. eventually, but right. it's so cool that we were in Norway. It, it blew our minds. It was so exciting. <laughs> so I think that's our show for today. Yeah, it was really good. It was ha- awesome. Happy Twin Peaks Day, Ben. <laughs> Happy Twin Peaks Day, Brian. <sighs> Blackie old pal, this calls for a celebration. Let's have a look at the new girl.